Welcome to Honey Do Me Podcast. I'm Emma. And I'm Cass. We're here. <laughs> Cass with the vid. Yeah, I got COVID. And Ugh. it's so fucking annoying because I'm so fucking careful. I have been so careful for years. And here I am. Now, balls she doesn't deep. leave her home. I know. Usually. I really don't. It's crazy. It just snuck in under your little windowsill. Yeah, it's a big medical month for me because I'm getting my endometriosis surgery this month and now I have mm-hmm. fucking COVID. So <laughs> I'm going to be in my house and bed bound uh, for a good portion of this month, but that's not that They're different just, for me. So They can knock us down, but they can never knock you out. That's mm. what Kendall from Peloton says. I feel knocked out. <laughs> so I don't know who the fuck thinks you can't get knocked <laughs> out. But. Kendall is, but <laughs> that bitch is wrong. Uh, uh, I'm yeah, sorry. Well, I'm really sorry about that. And I hate being apart, to I be know. honest. It's really upsetting for me, which is the worst crime that can be committed <laughs> right now. Um, another thing that feels like things that knock us down and out are our insecurities. Yes. Yes, I am a deeply insecure individual. <laughs> I have been for oh. many years. Oh, yeah, those. I know them well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they get in the way of having good sex with yourself, with partners. Mm-hmm. And we just don't want to have to think about what our body looks like while we're just trying to get some. Well, we're getting it on. I don't want to think about getting- what I've got going on body-wise. Um, oh. Which is why we are talking with L. Chase this week. Um, She's a sex educator who specializes in body image and sex. And oh my God, she's amazing. (laughs) I love her. She's so fun. Just the stories that she tells or the way that she tells these like anecdotes about Mm -hmm. like confronting moments of body image, like grit, I don't Mm -hmm. know. And then like pushing through it. Mm -hmm. I love it. It's just Bible. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking A. Just Bible. Just absolutely. Um, yes. Well, so honestly, enjoy these words. Yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say? I don't have anything fucking else for you. <laughs> so we're going to pass it over to L. Chase, and yeah. we'll see you on the other side. Bye. Bye. I'm L. Chase. I'm a certified sex educator, sexologist, and coach. Um, I'm also the author of Kirby Girl Sex. And um, I do coaching around body image and sex, that intersection, um, erotic empowerment for women, um, and uh, relationships, couples, and um, even the odd life coaching. So um, so that's a little bit about me. Yes. I love a life coach. I have, I don't know if she's technically a life coach, but I'm in coaching right now, and it is better than therapy I've had in the past. So it's priceless one minute too yeah I'm therapy and coaching it's amazing they meld together beautifully yes Mm -hmm. well thank you so much for being on today we want to get into body image and sex so let's start there with how does body image impact the sex that we are having well it it that's pr- that's a pretty broad question. I yeah. can speak to it. Um, I can speak to it specifically for women, um, because uh, body image is it's in some studies it says it is the number one reason why people don't enjoy sex or women don't enjoy sex. Um, that's just you know you can find many studies um, on that, but and there are other reasons for people not enjoying sex as well. But if you look at women growing up in our culture. We have um, never known a culture that didn't tell us what was beautiful, what was attractive, what was desirable, what was worthy of love. And uh, we get those messages all day long, constantly, subconsciously, consciously, and it seeps into our relationships. Um, How many times have you been with a friend or a mother or whatever, where it's like, eh, I wouldn't tuck that in. 
or, you know, let's find a different dress for you. Um, it, it's, it's one of those things where I think that we're constantly monitoring what we wear, what we look like, um, and comparing ourselves with others. So to bring that into the bedroom, to have good sex, you need to be able to communicate. And you also need to be able to relax and be in the moment. And you can't do that while you're wondering if they're looking at your cellulite or if you are trying to hide your cellulite, not trying trying to lay in a way that doesn't show your roles, um, worry about your makeup smearing, your hair getting, you know, messed up. Sex is messy. Mm-hmm. It just is. It's the nature of sex. And so... Um, so body image and sex, that intersection is a really powerful place to work in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find it really, really uh, interesting and rewarding. Mm-hmm. I could only imagine, too, how this impacts your solo sex as well and how you view yourself as a sexual being, just even alone in your own bedroom, Um not to mention adding in another person or persons in the room with you. So is there any uh, thing off the top of your head about how our body image impacts like our masturbation practices? Oh my God. I'm so glad you brought that up. No one's ever brought that up. And I, (laughs) it is so important. Mm -hmm. It starts at home. home. Because I mean, let's start from the beginning as, as people with vulvas, Uh, we don't grow up touching ourselves down there. Mm -hmm. You know, people with penises touch their penises. They have to pee. They're always, you know, messing with it. But we're sort of told you wipe it and that's it. Mm -hmm. And it's a a cleanliness thing. Right. And then we grow up, we're not really taught to touch our bodies in that way and we're not encouraged to. Um, So I encourage people to get to know their bodies first before they jump into it with somebody else. Um, Be comfortable with how your body feels to you. So you're not surprised in the middle of, you know, of sex. Um, If you start deliberate masturbation practice um, and spend time with yourself, even not even touching yourself sexually, but just rubbing your hands over the topography of your body and getting used to it, you will find places that, you really enjoy being touched. You will find places that you really enjoy that, like, wow, that's really soft. You know, I said to my friend Anne yesterday, I was putting this dress on without a bra and um, one of my nipples was up here and one of them was down there. <laughs> and I said, my nipples are cross-eyed. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I said, I think that's kind of cute. <laughs> At the same time, you know, we always want perky boobs and and all of that. And um, I think when you get to a certain place, you start to look at yourself in a different way and accept your body in its in all its glory and all its um, you know supposed flaws. And you're able to um, to sort of say never mind to yourself in the moment with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the first step to feeling sexy in your own body. Mm-hmm. is getting embodied and being in your body and knowing that it's not a, a foreign place um, <laughs> for you. It's a safe place and it, it is a sexy place. So I hope that answered your question. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of our listeners expressed feeling like stuck almost, like not able to get that sexy feeling and not able to feel sexy. And so it makes sense to me that you're saying, you know, like get to know your body, get embodied. But if while you're doing that, you're still having really negative thoughts about yourself and your body, how do you work through that? You know, it's a daily practice and uh, it's not an easy thing to do again, because we've been conditioned in a certain way and it has, it has, it has infected us so much that when we see other people, we judge them. And when we judge them, we're really judging ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so I have a whole process when I work with people is we really start working on the negative thoughts. We start like um, retraining and rewiring our brain. 
and um, and using the you know neuroscience, which I know is really super hot right now. Little did I know when I started this years ago, but um, but it's rewiring your brain not to immediately think negative thoughts about you. And it is it is a practice. It is something I do daily, and it is very 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 important that people don't beat themselves up for not getting it right and for not being perfect at it because you'll never be perfect at it. Um, it is literally a retrain your brain sort of thing. And it works. Mm -hmm. It works. I did it myself. It works. It doesn't mean that I don't think of myself that way. Sometimes, you know, sometimes a lot, sometimes when I'm with a partner, I'll be like, Oh my God, I just feel so ugly. And so, but I'm able to push that aside now. And I'm able to ground myself in times where I really did feel sexy in my body. And those are the times you really want to remember and you want to feel and you want to get as much sensory um, memory with it as possible because that's going to be your lifeline later on. So, I've heard that detaching like your worth from um, physical compliments is huge. And mm -hmm. so how can we without this being the opposite of what we're talking about, how can we feel sexy and good in our bodies without looking at ourselves and like hyping ourselves up physically? Well, you can absolutely hype yourself up physically if you believe it. Mm -hmm. If you are saying something negative about yourself physically, um, that's the time to turn it into something neutral because you're not going to be able to think something positive. If I don't like my nose... I'm not going to be able to say, I have a beautiful nose and believe it. Never. Mm -hmm. I'll just go, you know what? My nose fits my face. My nose fits my face. Mm -hmm. I, I can't imagine myself with another nose. Um, and so it is, it's, a, it's a slippery slope with, with compliments, too, because unless you're really good friends with somebody and you know how they're taking it in and they know you have a relationship with them, to say to someone, wow, you look really pretty. Um, for me, personally, that's lovely because pretty can mean anything. It's subjective, right? Mm -hmm. If someone said you have a really hot body, that would ick me a mm -hmm. bit. Uh, it feels creepy. I hate and it, it when Cass tells me that. <laughs> Just kidding. Sorry. Depends <laughs> <laughs> who's saying it, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I think really as much as it bothers someone is the, the way to bring it up with someone else and just say, I'd really rather you tell me what you like about who I am or what you notice about me. Um, you know, someone I lost like a hundred pounds in the last couple of years or so, I think um, I've been 260 pounds and I've been 110 pounds. Most of my life I was almost 300 pounds. And when I dropped this weight, for a medical reason, people were like, wow, you look great. How'd you lose the weight? And I just want to look at them and just go, actually, I was sick. Mm -hmm. I actually, this is because of a medical condition that I have. Mm -hmm. um, because people don't think like that. Right. And so you never, ever, ever know what your compliment is uh, going to be received as. So it's just putting a little forethought into that. I had someone make a comment about my body recently and had a similar conversation because I've also been pretty sick. Um, and I knew they meant it in a positive way. And I it didn't hurt my feelings, but I, I'm still thinking about it. And I like had to bring it up to my partner and be like, what do you think about this? Because it wasn't something I had noticed and it wasn't something that I was tracking because it's I don't try and pay that close of attention to my body because I've struggled with disordered eating and body oh. image and all of that. And so it was just really, and I don't get a lot of comments like that. Like, I don't know. I don't know if it's the people I surround myself with. Like we're all aware that like we don't really make those comments to each other. Like our friend group in particular, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, we don't comment on like what each other eats. Mm -hmm. That's something that we established in the beginning of our friendship was like, we're not going to talk about how much each person's eating because that's fucking weird. Right. Um, so it really just kind of threw me off balance. And it was yeah. like, fuck. Was it a weird. comment or a compliment? Uh, it was supposed to be. I don't. Honestly, I don't really know. Uh -huh. It was. 
I, I don't know. It was just kind of a, a comment that I guess could have been a compliment, but I didn't necessarily take it as that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my I have a few family members uh, whom I love, but <laughs> that do the same thing where I'll go home because I don't see my family usually for a few months. They're like, you look, you look small. You look tiny. What are you doing? And I'm just like, a part of me that has body image issues is like, I finally got it. Mm -hmm. There it is. And then the other part of me is like, that is so mean to whoever I was two months ago because she felt perfect then too. Mm -hmm. And not saying that they're telling me I'm more perfect now, but that's how those compliments can come off in my head mm -hmm. where I've mm -hmm. struggled. So mm -hmm. to your point with other people, yes, I totally see what you're saying. But it's also nice to know that if you believe some thoughts about yourself that feel positive and encouraging, you could be like, look at that hair today. Look oh. at it go. <laughs> and like, <laughs> look at her go. <laughs> and, you know, I look cute today. Look mm -hmm. how cute I look. Um, you know, uh, I think this dress is flattering. Mm -hmm. Nothing that's a judgmental. Something that I believe is fact. I'm going to put the dog down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It looks um, exactly like your dog, just small. Yeah, <laughs> I have a very large version. <laughs> oh, that's good. You're nice and scrunchy. Yeah, <laughs> he's very cuddly. Um, uh, yeah, it, it is it is one of those things that you really have to be mindful with because there's so much nuance, mm -hmm. right? Like, there's just there's just so much nuance, mm -hmm. um, and uh, I think that. Uh, talking about food and exercise and clothes and being attractive and sexy and all those things um, is really needs to have a new conversation around it. Mm -hmm. I think we're getting there. I would love to get a little bit more into change because, you know, our bodies change over the course of our lives. We lose weight, we gain weight for whatever reason. Um, how do you navigate that change in regards to sex specifically? Like if you are trying to have sex, but your body doesn't feel like it used to. And so it might, it doesn't necessarily feel like yours. I'm not sure how else mm -hmm. to describe that. Makes sense. I mean, um, physical ability, or do you mean just like, oh, my body's changed in a way that I, I'm occupying a different space. I guess in both ways, I'm thinking for me personally, I am pretty sick right now. And so my body just feels really different from how wow. it used to or how it has in the past. And then mm -hmm. we had a listener write in and say that they've gained weight. And so their body feels really different. And so they're mm -hmm. not sure how to navigate like these changes. And so I guess just kind of like the, the thread between them of just like that difference mm -hmm. in what it used to so, be. I think for some people, it's really helpful to do that exercise of looking at your body and getting to know your body going through like a full day trying to be as as aware of the space that you occupy um and how your body feels when you're laying down on the couch how it feels when you're walking the dog how it feels when you're shopping for groceries and taking a bag into the house all those different ways and it'll be the same with having sex it's you you're just occupying a different bag of skin <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Skin suit. The, the more the more you get used to the skin suit, uh, and the more you are aware of it, um, that it has changed without judgment, um, I think the easier it will become to not pay attention to that in bed. Can that um, look like standing in the mirror naked and just like looking at yourself? That could be standing in the mirror First. naked. That could be walking around the house naked. Okay. Um, and just spending the day, you know, walking around the house naked, you know, mm -hmm. um, it could be going to a Korean spa, you know, where you're just walking around with all these different women naked. Mm -hmm. um, anything that puts you in touch with your body, there are embodiment exercises, there are, it's feeling grounded in your body, it's doing a body scan. Um, but really touching your body, feeling it while you're looking at it in the mirror is a really great way. And tuning into what you're feeling when you're doing that because you're creating a narrative as you're looking at it. So let's create a good narrative, you know, because mm -hmm. it's going to change again. 
Could you give a couple more neutral examples of things to say to ourselves if we are, you know, if we do have negative beliefs, how, like what we can switch those with? Yeah. So, um, let's see, like, cause everyone has such individual ones. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite one is, uh, what I think of my body is none of my business. And the way I look at it that way is I will think of my body, I'll look at it and I'll go, wow, I have a big roll of fat and I'm holding on to it and I'm looking at this big roll of fat and I'm like, oh, I really, I don't like this roll of fat. I find it unsightly. And then I'll go, no, this roll of fat is a part of me. It's a part of my stomach. It's a part of my body. And I'm really grateful for that here when I'm cold. Um, when I want to have a sexy little pout coming out on my stomach, um, things like that. Cause it's, in, it's individual. Um, I gave you the nose one. Cause that's a big one for me. There are some that are, let's see, what did someone say the other day? Um, oh, cellulite. Oh my God. I, I hate my cellulite. I have cellulite. It's so gross. People are going to be looking at my cellulite there. They'll think it's disgusting and gross. I'll, I'll say to them, you have cellulite. You aren't cellulite. Mm. Cellulite is on, on my body. Everyone, most people have cellulite or will have cellulite. Most people don't care about the cellulite. I don't care about the cellulite. It's just there. It's just a part of who I am. And it has nothing to do with whether I am sexy or sexual or desirable or not. My cellulite is just part of me growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's better when there's a specific one there, but at any rate, that's yeah. sort of, that sort of one. I was always telling people like, if you're giving a blowjob to somebody <laughs> and you have long hair, um, you know, I used to always be like, Oh God, my hair is going to get in the way. and It's going to get all like weird and crusty and wet and it's going to be all over my face. And it's like, I'll just put it up in a scrunchie. You know what I mean? <laughs> just like, get it out of the way. <laughs> get it out of the way, uh-huh. you know? Um, and so it's sort of like thinking about it, MacGyvering the neutral thoughts for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to be able to believe it. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. I kind of love that metaphor. Just get it out of the way. Get it out of the way. <laughs> I've yeah. also, I've heard the... Um, is none of my business type of saying in regards to other people's opinions of me. It's like, oh, what they think of me is none of my business, which mm-hmm. is hard to believe, mm-hmm. but I'm it's trying. Hard. It's hard. It's it's actually the title of an old book, an old self-help book. What you think of me is none of my business. And um, But if you think about it, wouldn't that be great to really mm-hmm. pick and choose whose opinions you really want to care about? Oh, yeah. And yeah. And so what I think of my body is none of my business is it's none of my business if I think I look good either, because it's neither here nor there. It just is. You know, my body is a very small part or my looks or my physical visage is a very small part of what uh, makes me sexy. And I think by focusing less on what we look like, we can get in touch with those um, inherent qualities that we all have that are so individual that just make us really attractive. And I know for me, like my thoughts are definitely a reflection of other people's thoughts and of media and social media. And so not all of my thoughts just come from me. And Mm -hmm. I think that's a pretty hard thing to separate as well. So it would make sense that, you know, what I think of myself isn't necessarily my business either. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that can also be separate from what you feel about yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sorry. My dog is, he gets very anxious when I'm not paying attention. <laughs> oh, I get um. it. <laughs> Mother's Day is around the corner. And whether you're celebrating your mama, grandma, guardian, or yourself, celebrate with the mother of all self-care routines by trying out Osea's Mega Moisture Duo. This duo delivers a one-two punch in luxurious body care moisturizers with their Anduria Algae Body Oil and Anduria Collagen Body Lotion, 
both featuring Osea's signature all-natural citrusy scent. I use both the body lotion and the Anduria Algae Body Oil once I get out of the shower, and I use it literally everywhere. This duo is my go-to for feeling glowy and hydrated for literal days, and the Osea Signature Scent is one of my faves because it's not overwhelming, um, but it's like a delicious and fresh smell that just lasts. Since 1996, Osea has been making seaweed-infused skincare that is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code DOOMY at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use code DEWME for 10% off. Um, it, you know, asking yourself and doing some inner work on, you know, where did this belief come from? Like, mm-hmm. really? You know, why is it that the roll on my stomach is considered ugly to who? Really? To me, but because I grew up in the 80s and 90s where it was heroin chic and you had to look like Kate Moss, that's why. It's mm-hmm. all subjective. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make, it's, it's not fact. It's not fact at all. Right. Um, yeah. When you're still working through your body image, um, thoughts and opinions of yourself, and you're someone like me who is single and trying to date, how does that impact your dating life? Like how does working through maybe negative self-talk or negative um, body image impact that? It, it's a process. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I can't tell you that there's going to be, I can just give you three tips and you're ready to go on a date. I wish that- though. <laughs> you sure? Are you sure that's not in there? I'd be a very wealthy woman. (laughs) Um, For me, it is doing that work, that process, and then getting into a headspace of why am I dating? What do I want? And again, changing your outlook to as long as I feel like I look at least okay, you know? I'm winning because most of the time we'll walk out the door if we go for a date and we'll be criticizing ourselves. I should have worn that outfit. I'm wearing too much makeup. He's not going to like that much makeup or, you know, she doesn't like long hair on women or whatever. Um, It's getting comfortable with being who you are, what you look like and going out there and just going, this is the, you know what, this is how I came out today. And I'm not doing any more. Like I was, I've been um, working all day long. I had no makeup on. I was, you know, in sweats. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I put makeup on, right? <laughs> and, and I'm just like, Lord have mercy. And so I'm just putting makeup on and I'm my hair is in that middle stage between short and long. And I, you know, I look like Buster Brown. And I'm just like, you know what? Stop. You look fine. You look great. This is just how you look today. You're going to go out there and you're just going to be who you are. This is who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it comes with starting with retra- retraining your brain and really being aware of how many negative thoughts you have a day, where they're coming from, where those ideas uh, were seated in you, um, the people in your life that made you feel bad. Did you hear it on the schoolyard? Did um, did dates tell you this? Did old lovers tell you things that that freak you out now? Um, everyone has it. Mm-hmm. And it's a form of trauma. So um, we need to retrain, retrain our brains. And um, it is possible. There's a neuroscience um, called memory reconsolidation, where you, uh, it's very complicated, but you basically hold two thoughts at the same time to retrain that your brain, you still have the memory of maybe the time that person said, oh, you know, you look ugly, but you hold that memory and you hold a, uh, a better memory of that, uh, a better interpretation of that memory. So maybe they said that to you, but you're taking it in differently at the time. And it sort of plays over the tape that records over the old tape and you're able to work through trauma that way without 
um, uh, you know, having to, I mean, it sounds like it's, we're, you know, re-remembering trauma, but it's re-remembering a better way to think about the trauma that isn't, that isn't going to hang around with you so much and be detrimental. Does that make sense? It's really Mm -hmm. obtuse. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was a great overview though for neuroscience. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks. Yeah. So we would love to talk a little bit about positions because one, that is what a lot of our listeners asked when we asked them what their questions were around body image and sex. Um, And also it's questions we have because I think we have this idea of like, oh, how do I get into flattering positions? And Mm -hmm. I I would love to talk about the idea of flattering in the first place. But um, (laughs) how can we, let's start off with this. How can we feel good in positions that aren't necessarily in quotes flattering? But they feel really good, too. Uh, I would say throw out the idea of looking flattering or being in flattering positions. We get that idea from porn. And I love porn. (laughs) I'm a huge connoisseur. I used to have a porn site. um, I love the porn, but it is it is not it is entertainment. Mm -hmm. Sex is messy. Sex is it can be frenetic. It's sweaty. Um, And if you're thinking about what you're looking like while you're doing it, you're not having the best sex. Mm -hmm. You can't be enjoying the sensations you're getting and you can't be also concentrating on giving your partner pleasure while also thinking about why this isn't flattering. I look, I look awful from behind. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or you know, all of my, all of my fat is moving to the side of my body and my tits are flat. Like I guarantee you the person you're having sex with does not care. And they're so happy to have tits in front of them. (laughs) They're super happy as they could be. (laughs) Fucking lucky pants. Yeah, lucky (laughs) pants. One of my favorite things about like the people that we talk to on this podcast is we get different approaches to like these seemingly complex questions. So sometimes we'll ask questions like this and we'll get a step-by-step guide about how to unpack and retrain. I don't know. And then sometimes we get answers. Like I feel like you make it seem so simple and approachable, which I love. It's like, like how we were saying, just throw it out. Just like sometimes it really is like, you got to fucking let it go. And you got to say like, it's me and my pleasure or it's suffering for my life. You're 100% right. And Mm -hmm. it is, I mean, I don't want to make it so simplistic, but I think we're also inundated with how many orgasms can you have? Mm -hmm. These are those seven orgasms. Or have you had the anal orgasm? It's like, what? Um, You know, and there's all this misinformation out there and we get really overwhelmed with things that we should be doing and ways to look at things. And it's like your only job when you're having sex is to enjoy yourself and to um, help your partner enjoy themselves. Mm-hmm. That is, that's it. Why complicate it? And there are things that you can do that will make that easier to come by, like really good communication um, and getting out of your head, practicing mindfulness, which makes me want to throw up just saying it, but it's true, you know? I hate that it's true, but it's true. Being present in the moment. So it's simple, but it's not super easy. Right. (laughs) Exactly. And just sometimes it helps to have both of those in your face of like, get it out and mindfulness. (laughs) (laughs) And, And because it is hard and Sometimes you'll get caught up. I get really caught up in how much I sweat during sex. Like I am the sweatiest. I don't have sex in summer. I just, I leave. (laughs) I say, fuck it. You know, I break up with whoever I'm with Mm -hmm. because sex in summer is horrible for me. And then sometimes it's just, it's just hard though to be like, they can't not be thinking about it. (laughs) I am dripping. (laughs) Like I'm slippery. I'm I'm slipping off, you know. And, uh, so it's, it is hard to get out of your head though. Sometimes when feel things feel so present and like, almost like they're inhibiting your moment either physically or, uh, well, no, physically. Well, think about it this way. You may be, your thing might be sweating. Like you are just really 
self-conscious about sweating. Your partner, I bet you, even if it's something small, has something that they are a little obsessed with that they do. And it is it is just the human experience, you know? And again, I always go back to, they get to have sex with you. Like, you understand that, right? <laughs> They're lucky pants. Mm-hmm. They get to have sex with you. And I get it because I, I sweat and my hair attaches to my face and I look in the mirror and I'm like, I can't believe that person got an erection. <laughs> I can't but like, good for him, good for him for staying in the moment, you know, but we can't possibly know what that other person's thinking. <sighs> Just know that they're having a good time, hopefully. And that's our goal. And, um, and that we're having a good time and we'll always have those things pop into our heads. They're just mm-hmm. going to, it's, you know, and just be gentle with yourself and just get to the point where you just go, well, it's just gonna, you know what? I'm really horny and it's fucking <laughs> August 5th and it's yeah. 100. And you know what? Go to a, you know, go to a motel six with air conditioning. <laughs> Let's go to the Motel 6. (laughs) Well, you know, I'm just being, I'm trying to be accessible. Uh, I I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, if it were me, I'd be like, get the hotel room with the good duvet. With the good duvet. (laughs) It was a lot of shower sex in summer. Mm -hmm. Because then you can't tell a difference. Mm -mm. There is no difference at that point. Did I make the water or did my shower? Or did my my shower show? A lot of cold showers. (laughs) Yeah. Don't touch I'm, me. So really good for him for getting an erection. <laughs> I mean, he must have really wanted it. He must have really wanted it. See? Yeah. There oh you go. my god. Oh, I like lost my train of thought because but this I, is amazing. I'm just, I'm just thinking about. I'm thinking about how, how much of a pain in the ass I am in that. Like, if it's summer and whoever I'm dating doesn't have air conditioning. I'm not going to their house. No. <laughs> it's like, you will, you will drive. If you live in the valley or you, I don't care where you fucking live, you will be driving to my house. Uh-huh. I am not going to have sex without the air conditioning on like 55. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Simply. No. It's a boundary. I've drawn it and here it is. Yep. Drawn it and there must be AC. Yeah. Yeah. If there is... um stuff you're working through with a partner while you're having sex. Is there anything or a nice way that you can ask them for like validation while you're having sex or something to help get you out of your head? If you're feeling really caught up in body image. Smack. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Just, just smack um, me across the face. Sometimes it might be a good idea. If you think you can get out of it, what I have done in the past is I have stopped the activity and I've just said, I have to be honest with you right now. I'm having a really hard time getting my negative thoughts about my body out of the way. So if we could just start slowly, start doing like the kissing and the foreplay and the touching. And sometimes with people, uh, there are parts of their body they don't want to be touched. And oftentimes, um, it's a good idea to say to your partner, maybe, you know, tonight or, you know, forever, I just, I would rather not have you touch my stomach or my butt right now. I'll put your hand there when I'm ready. Um, I had a, I had a lover in the very beginning of all of this. I hate that word lover. I really do wish there was a better word. It sounds so like 1977 Jill Clayburgh. It does. Um, it's so funny. so old. Um, I didn't take a nightgown off for like three or six months. I can't remember which because I didn't want him to see my body. And he was patient with me and he was complimentary. Um, I think also fishing for compliments is a slippery slope as well, because then you feel like you kind of made them do it. Mm -hmm. Um, But you don't really need their compliments. You just need them to understand that you're feeling a little sheepish and you want to go slow. Let's start with the kissing. Let's go slow. Um, And sometimes it's so prevalent that you can't enjoy yourself and you might have to stop Mm -hmm. until you can get it out of your head. Mm -hmm. Um, And as you work on it, it will become a, 
it will become faster from going from, I need to stop. I can't, I can't stop thinking about how ugly I am to, okay, let's do it again. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a lover once (laughs) who, um, I was, I was close to 300 pounds and he wanted to tie me up. He'd like shibari and he wanted to do, it doesn't do anything for me, but it does something for him. And I'm like, sure, why not? And he wanted to take pictures. And I'm like, sure, whatever floats your boat. So he was taking pictures and he was so turned on and he showed me the pictures. And when I saw myself with all of my rolls and fat and sweat with my hair plastered and my nose, which I didn't like, and all of that tied up in these ropes I was horrified and I didn't know what to do. Cause I'm here with this guy. We rented a hotel room with a good duvet and, <laughs> and AC <laughs> and AC. And I, I was like, okay, I need to take a break. I need to take a break. Let's go do something else for a few hours. And um, you know what? It only, it only took a couple of hours for me to get back into a state of not thinking negatively about how I looked because clearly he enjoyed it. I mean, he was raring to go. It was my judgment and it was my idea of what attractive and desirable is. And I couldn't shake it for a little while. Mm -hmm. And then I was able to shake it in the past. It would have taken me weeks to be able to have sex with somebody again. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love, Oh, go ahead. (laughs) No, I was going, I sometimes go off on a tangent. So I was hoping. (laughs) I love the stopping because I feel Mm -hmm. like we are told in so many situations, whether you're experiencing pain, discomfort, not aroused, doesn't feel good, whatever it may be, that like we should just push through, just like deal with it, just try whatever. So I love that you're saying to stop. And the second thing I want to say is I like what you said about the nightgown as well, because I'm wondering what your thoughts are on you know, if you are struggling with your body, if you're struggling with a certain part of your body, what are your thoughts on like wearing clothes or getting into a position that, you know, your partner doesn't see that part of your body while you're still working on that? Because I feel like it's hard to both want to be so positive about your body, but then be realistic about where you're at. Then you end up feeling guilty of like, oh, but I don't love my body yet. And I'm not actually experiencing pleasure because I'm still thinking about this fucking thing. Here's the thing. This is my whole philosophy (laughs) in a nutshell is in one word is relief. All you're going to strive for in, in getting to a place with your body right now is relief. Whatever gives you relief, do it. So you're not striving to get to the goal of I'm going to be naked and doing all the positions and acrobatic. No, Um, we're never going to get there, in my opinion. I mean, some of us might, but I want to meet those people. Um, (laughs) You do whatever you need to do to have enjoyable sex. And if your partner is not into it, into what you need to do, they're the wrong partner for you. Mm -hmm. Um, If you need to wear clothes, if you need to not do it doggy style or if you need to wear a fucking parka and mucklucks <laughs> and do it missionary until you feel okay, I am a huge supporter of that. And I don't care how long you have to do it. As long as you're working on challenging those thoughts, you're already a success. You're just looking for some relief. Maybe one day you'll take the mucklucks off and that'll <laughs> feel like that'll feel like champagne. And then maybe one day you'll take the, you know, the parka off and you'll just have the sweater and the ski pants, <laughs> um, you know, but it's all okay. And the person that you are with is going to want to be with you. And that's who you want, especially when you're being so vulnerable and there's so much pain, there's physical pain for people, but emotional pain is just as important. And we cannot tell ourselves to power through emotional pain. We're not, it it is going against our own consent, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So you take the time you need. There's nothing wrong with you. You are reacting to an oppressive society that is built around colonialism and, 
and uh, capitalism and all of that don't get me on my soapbox. <laughs> you take care of yourself. And if someone is the right person, they're going to be with you that whole way. Mm-hmm. That's my thought. And and see, I love and it. Scene. I feel yeah. like we haven't heard the word relief in terms of these conversations, and that hit. Mm-hmm. That's a great word for what we should be striving for. I've been realizing that with um, like types of clothes that I wear, I really want to look like how the model who's modeling them wears or looks like, and so mm-hmm. I buy it and I feel like shit because I hate that type of material. I hate that type of silhouette or whatever. And then I feel like shit, but I'm like wearing the thing that everyone else is wearing. And Mm -hmm. so relief is a word I haven't used, but is what I'm like, just wear something you're going to feel better in. And then you'll look better because you'll be happier (laughs) and you won't be shitting on yourself all night. Um, but relief, that's a, that's a really good word for it. Just, if you can't get to, I look great, just get to something that is relief and comfort, Mm -hmm. reach for relief because reaching for body love, for confidence, for all of those things is too high to reach for when you feel so low. Right. In the beginning of my relationship with my husband, I used to always make sure that the lights were pretty much off and that we were under the covers when we were having sex. And that's just how I felt the most comfortable. But then I started to feel really guilty about doing that because I'm like, well, I shouldn't do that. I should feel more confident. I should feel fine with the lights on. And so like I went the exact opposite and I was like, well, we can have the lights on. We'll be on top of the covers. Perfect. But it was like, it always just gave me (laughs) wonderful. It always just gave me like a little bit of anxiety and it's like that's shitty I don't want that anxiety but then I'm dealing with the guilt at the same time and so I feel like I've started to find a medium of like I like dim lights and if I'm cold I'll be under the covers and if I'm not I won't and so I really also appreciate the word relief because I've still felt a little bit of guilt around wanting to even dim the lights but it's like if that's what makes me feel better if that's what takes away that little bit of anxiety fucking great because I'm the one having sex Mm -hmm. (laughs) Times when you're with a partner or, or just even by yourself, you just want to stretch yourself a little bit. Like I, I, this feels a little scary for me, but I'm going to try it, you know? Um, and, but you're the best judge of what that is. Mm-hmm. Is this going to ruin the experience for me? Or am I not going to be able to get out of my head? Or is this where I can sort of stretch myself a little bit? And you'll be able to know the more you get in touch with yourself, but that's great. You right. found, you know, uh, a midway point and I'm sure your husband doesn't care because he gets to have sex he with you. Not. <laughs> 9 a.m. sex, <laughs> lights on, stage Windows lights. open. That's why you want these lights at your home. It I is know why. it. I Just naked and it. afraid. <laughs> yeah. naked broad fucking daylight. Broad ass daylight. <laughs> um, speaking of ways that we could maybe stretch ourselves a little bit, body hair. Yes. If we are, so I'm someone who I just, I don't like shaving. I'll trim up if I need to, but like, I don't like it. And I personally do not care about it, but I get insecure around partners and then I start shaving. Um, Right in front of them, like immediately. Yeah, I just like. (laughs) It's like a reflex. (laughs) Just start shaving immediately. Tip to tail. I start (laughs) shaving. So how do we how do we stretch ourselves when it's not something we personally care about, but you get insecure around others? Um, and you're talking about pubic hair. Yeah, you're not talking about your arms or anything like oh, that. Oh, I've come to peace with that. I don't give a shit about what people <laughs> think about that. Yes. So that's interesting, though, because the underarm hair is something you would get more um, feedback from. But the, here's my here's my deal on pubic hair as well. Do what makes you happy. If if they want a clean looking, and that's the word they're using, clean, because it, it's not not clean. If they want a shorn pussy, <laughs> um, they can pay for it if they want it done. That was the best um, answer I've ever heard. <laughs> and uh, because it's not, it. I mean, balls, if we're talking balls, okay, because if it's another vulva owner, then, you know, you can talk, you know, just like, oh, you want that you want it waxed? Great. You can pay for it. 
because mm-hmm. now you, you, you know, but balls are not uh, the most lovely, hairy things. <laughs> and do they care? No. Um, I think it's what you should do is what you want. Don't shave. I mean, I would I would trim if it gets really long, just out of courtesy. So you're, you're not <laughs> a courtesy like, trim, right? <laughs> just you know, but it's it's a personal choice, and you should do what makes you feel good. God damn it! And if they want to shave, then say, okay, well, um, I don't feel like shaving. I don't, you know, it's not something I want to do. People have been eating out hairy pussies for thousands of years it's not that it's i mean it's a a body part should be a book (laughs) there should be a book Uh um but you know my favorite thing to say is like oh you don't get waxed i'm like i'll get waxed when you get your balls waxed Ooh, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's what my husband has always said he's like i'm not gonna do anything so i don't expect anything from you i love that See, there are guys out there that get it, that are just Mm -hmm. like, and there might be a preference. You know, some people will prefer shorn balls and a shorn pussy. (laughs) But but in the end, it's like that also comes from from porn. Mm -hmm. So, you know. I, I definitely have an insecurity around body hair and pubic hair, not because of my husband. I feel like I've relearned a lot and like healed a lot of that insecurity with him but I had a past partner make some not so nice comments and say like I want you to do this and it's like we were pretty young it was obviously a result of porn but it's like it stuck with me so intensely because before he said that I had no concept of it no like no idea that anything was wrong and then he said something was wrong and so now I'm just like I still hear that stupid motherfucker's voice rat child that little rat human um, I mean, I think about fine, this but... way. It's like, <laughs> it's like saying, um, you better do something about that elbow. Mm-hmm. You know, that elbow is really unsightly. I'm going to say that to him if I ever see him again. A <laughs> wonky elbow, you know my guy. Your unsightly elbows. Mm-hmm. It's a body part. If they, it says a lot more about them than it does about you. And adults don't care. Mm-hmm. They don't. Yeah. And that doesn't even touch on all of like the hairlessness that is linked to like pedophilia Mm. and all of that kind of stuff that is just like seeped into our culture and so disgusting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I, when you initially said, if you want it waxed, pay for it, I also thought like about like pay for your own porn then with like wax pussies and like go off. But. Mm Yeah I, I was, yeah, I was with a partner once and he's like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't mind. I like it. He goes, you know, it might be kind of fun if you got it. And I actually like how I feel when it's waxed, but it's painful as fuck and it's expensive. And so I said to him, oh, I'll be willing to do it if you pay for it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's not worth it. <laughs> Isn't that crazy though? Mm-hmm. Like the second any other person has to do what we have to do, mm-hmm. they're like, $55 is not worth it. this request. And tip. So <laughs> yeah. 65 And if they do my butt, it's more. So it's like, it's, so, it's just so crazy. They're like, really? Not like I've ever had the experience, but like that I can only imagine the, the up in arms that they would get because of their inconvenience. And it's like, you're ripping my skin. And I'm yeah. in a compromising position. In front of a stranger. Real quick. The stranger is picking you up like you're a baby getting a diaper changed. (laughs) Spreading hot wax on a very sensitive area and then ripping that hair out. That's not fun. It's not nice. No. The fun, crazy fact that I learned is that if you are a menstruating individual, that completely affects the pain levels. I did not know that 
and I I have gotten waxed before, and then one time I did get waxed, and it was before my period, but I didn't realize that this was a fact. I almost tapped out. Like, I was, there was tears streaming. <laughs> like, I almost couldn't do it because, and I was, like, shaking. I was scared of the next, like, ripoff. It hurt. It hurts. Yeah. I mean, it is, I used to get it done a lot, and now I really, really have to, like, be into it and have the extra cash to even think about doing it. Cause I'm just like, it looks fun. I know. You know, I need to get some commission at work those weeks. If I'm gonna <laughs> get waxed. Well, and I, I don't know about you guys, but my skin's super sensitive. Mm-hmm. So I usually have a shitty reaction the first like four oh. days. And I'm like, this looks worse than when we started. And this is the best <laughs> time to have sex. You know, like yeah. if we're going for smooth is yeah. the first yeah. week, but so. it's like, there's some red bumps, mm-hmm. some, yeah, Things other we, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> have you ever tried to um, shave your own asshole? Yes. Mm-hmm. Have did you itch like nothing A has ever itched? I was, I was like, holy! That was the part of my body I was like, oh, but my hairy asshole's like everyone's got hair asshole. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I was just so embarrassed to tell my friends. I'm like, yeah, I shaved my asshole. No, I, <laughs> I shaved my asshole and I regret it. And I regret every moment of it. Why did I do that? Why? That, <sighs> it feels like ants in your pants. Like mm-hmm. it is the worst feeling in the whole world. And almost immediately, like the next it's day. It's terrible. It's immediate. My husband is one of the most bodily confident people I've ever met in my entire life, which has been very healing. Maybe like <laughs> our third date, he was like, I don't know if you've done it, but never shave your taint. It fucking sucks. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Noted. Jürgen, right? That's your name? That's your name. I also um, really so nice many to meet you. <laughs> intimate details, Jürgen. Yes. Thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you. For but that. he was just looking out. So, yeah. Amen. <laughs> Someone's got to. <laughs> Not your taint. Yeah. Got your taint. <laughs> got your taint. Got your taint. <laughs> got your taint. Little pinchers. Oh my gosh. Mm. That was incredible. That was. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is there anything we didn't touch on that you want to throw in there? Any affirmations to leave us with? (laughs) Affirmations won't work unless you believe them and you can come up with your own affirmations. But, uh, but no, I mean, you know, that, I mean, that I will go off on on another tangent, I'm sure. (laughs) Ritalin is wearing off. (laughs) (laughs) Starting to, you know. Oh, that's so funny. Cool. Well, where can our listeners continue connecting with you after this episode? Uh, they can go to lchase.com, E-L-L-E, chase.com, and, and The L Chase on all the social medias. Um... How you feeling? Any more confident? Any more uh, secure? Secure? You feel good about yourself now? <laughs> probably not, but you'd probably have more mm. tools mm-hmm. of how to work through it now. You can that start to use. There. Yeah. Body image is not a one, <laughs> huh, like most things with your body. It's not a one size fits all. Mm-hmm. That worked too well. Oh, um, you're so creative and smart. I know. When you're you know, underperforming, I tend to overperform. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's just a gift. That's what I tell my husband. <laughs> <laughs> and how long you've been telling him that? Yeah, every time. day. <laughs> Since I met the boy. <laughs> Since I met the boy. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's going to be a long road, but like the more people who are driving down that road with you, the better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could be like my own uh, talk, my own seminar. You could come. Listen Ted to talks me. are really missing out by not having you yeah. front and center right now. I'll just submit this last minute and a half. That'd be great. I think you should. I think you should. <laughs> well, thank you, L Chase, for being on the podcast today, and thank you to our listeners for hanging out for another. Uh, seven more weeks before we retire to our season. Yeah. And yeah. And not really, because we'll still be around three weeks out of every month. And then we'll be back to normal, normal. 
Um, <laughs> right come, back up your butts. Come September. First week <laughs> yeah. of September. We're just kind of gently reminding you as we go mm-hmm. so that you don't get scared. Yeah. We don't want to, to spook you. All these people rely so heavily on us every single week. <laughs> Whatever. I can live in that delusion. I'm going to. <laughs> so <laughs> Make a little nest there. Yeah. Roost within that delusion. <laughs> roost. Just roost right here. Well. Um, what else can our friends do, Cass? I don't know. So, All right. uh, you can head on over to Apple Podcasts to rate, review, and subscribe to Honey Do Me. You can leave us a written review. You can, you can also rate us on Spotify. You can also follow us on Instagram. And you can also subscribe to us on YouTube. Um, huh? We're on and Clapper. Malone- <laughs> we're on Clapper. Malone uh, seconds all that over mm-hmm. there on my bed. Yeah. He doesn't so. want to be on camera. He's shy. He's and a he child. Want to steal the moment. He's heard about <laughs> all of those parents on TikTok who exploit their children, and he wants to make sure that his mother is not one of them because not he knows them. what a money hungry cunt he has on his hands. <laughs> He's not wrong. I am money hungry and a cunt. <laughs> so, with that, I'll leave you. Yeah, we'll leave you till next week. Bye. Bye.